if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get started at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 28th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2020. <clears throat> Hopefully, you had a wonderful Christmas break. I did four days of, uh, well, I would like to say relaxation, but it's Christmas. It's not relaxing. <laughs> it's very stressful, actually, uh, doing everything that you do with the family, for the family, um, and uh, taking advantage of some of the time down from work as well to get some other things done. So I'm actually a little bit tired as I come back. I would like to say I'm refreshed from the four days, but I'm a little bit tired. Maybe it's better to be on the job today than not. Uh, so thank you for being uh, with us this morning as we get started. Congressman Jordan will be with us for his regular visit. It just won't be at 9.35. So if you are usually a first-hour listener and you enjoy uh, listening to uh, Ohio's 4th Congressional District representative on a regular basis, um, you're going to have to become a second-hour listener today because Jim Jordan will be with us at 10.35. So a little bit of, about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour after his normal slot. So Jim Jordan, who is traveling should be on the ground and uh, ready to join us at 1035 this morning. And we will talk to him about what we are going to start with talking about with you. The president signed it. The president caved in. At least that's how it appeared at the beginning last uh, night. Whether that continues to be the case, I don't know. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the $900 billion COVID stimulus bill. The one that was supposed to provide you and me and most Americans in the middle class under a certain you know income threshold with $600 paychecks, or not paychecks, really stimulus checks that are our own tax dollars anyway. The president at first balked at this. As you recall, the president said these are ridiculously low and there is far too much ridiculous spending in this bill, which was tagged together with the omnibus spending bill. So the president said, no, I'm going to veto this. Uh, Don't even send this to me. This is terrible. This is ridiculous. However, facing all kinds of pressure, not just from the Democrats in Congress, but from Republicans as well, facing pressure from both sides of the aisle, the president had very little wiggle room. If he vetoes it, 
there were there was rather a veto proof majority that passed the bill. The odds are very good that they would have overridden the veto, especially because government would have shut down at midnight tonight. So now we don't have to worry about or midnight tomorrow night. Either way, it doesn't matter. Now the government is funded through September 30th of the coming year. So the president had very little room to maneuver, if any room at all. So last night, he signed it. And i got to tell you, I saw the story last night of his signing of the, uh, the relief bill, and I was very frustrated. As a matter of fact, I wrote on Facebook, we can count on no one to do the right thing. No one. Even the president caved here. But then again, the devil might be in the details. It's entirely possible that the president didn't quite cave, but rather he negotiated. He struck the art of the deal. He sent the bill with his signature to the Congress um, in a red-lined version. A red-lined version almost is like almost like a line-item veto. In other words, he can request rescissions, as they are called, um, from the Congress. In other words, I will sign the bill, but I want you to make these changes to it. Now, is there any guarantee that they will make the changes that he wants? No, like I said, he has very little leverage. Unless you think a lightning bolt from the sky is going to strike on January 6th and debate on the House and Senate floors is going to lead to um, the ignoring of the Electoral College and the naming of Donald Trump as the uh, next president or you know a second-term president, and I don't. I'm not saying it's impossible. But unless you think that lightning bolt is going to come from the sky and that Hail Mary pass is going to be completed, the reality is Donald Trump is a a lame duck president. That's the reality. I don't like it. I don't believe it either. Because I think the election was stolen. I've been very clear about that. But that being said, Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated on January 20th unless some lightning bolt from the sky strikes. As such, Donald Trump as a lame duck president has very little to, to, to no leverage at all to get Congress to say, hey, okay, Mr. Outgoing President, uh, you signed it, but we'll go ahead and alter it to your specifications afterwards anyway. Not bloody likely. And so that's what I mean when I say the devil is in the details. The devil is in the Congress. The devil quite literally lives within the Congress. And they control the details. They control whether or not, line by line, the red-lined version of the stimulus spending bill uh, signed by the president is going to be altered in any way. Five days after calling this bill a disgrace, and he's right, it is a disgrace, President Trump signed it. Now, according to the president and a statement from the White House, he still expects you and me to get $2,000 checks instead of $600 checks. And in fact, that your children previously, according to the way the bill was written, children 17 and under who can be claimed as dependents by their, uh, by their uh, uh, I beg your pardon, 17 and over who can be claimed as dependents by their parents don't get any money. per child under age 17. So in other words, a traditional middle-class family of four would get roughly $5,200 in terms of the stimulus check. And that's what the president said in a statement. 
by the White House press, uh, pre, uh, Deputy Press Secretary Judd Deere uh, late last night. Quote, as president, I have told Congress I want far less wasteful spending and more money going to the American people in the form of $2,000 checks per adult and $600 per child. Much more money is coming. I will never give up my fight for the American people. End quote. That's, again, part of the statement sent out by the White House last night. Um, the problem with this statement by the president, again, is it expresses only his wishes, not his lawful demands, meaning he can tell the Congress he wants them to do this, but they are in no way, shape, or form compelled to do so. According to what I have been told, they will have a vote today on increasing the spending, or rather, increasing the uh, stimulus to you from 600 to 2000 but there is no indication whatsoever that they will hold a vote, and if they do, that it would pass the Democrat-controlled House to change any of the spending on the pet projects, the pork projects the Democrats have put in play, and the foreign aid. So, you know, again, the president, I think, is fighting his hardest for the American people here. I do. You know, when I say he caved, he did sort of, but he's doing it with the only, you know, tool left in his belt, if you will, and that is the red line version of this bill, saying, ah, here's, I'll sign up, but here's what I want in return. It's just that they are under no obligation whatsoever to give him what he wants in return. House Appropriations Committee Chair Nita Lowry said that she and her committee's Democratic majority will reject the president's request. Quote, President Trump has indicated he will now send a rescissions package to Congress that aims to reverse funding his own administration requested and undo careful bipartisan agreement that he just signed. The House Appropriations Committee has jurisdiction over rescissions, and our Democratic majority will reject any rescissions submitted by President Trump. By turning the page on this request, we will allow the Biden-Harris administration to begin to, quote, build back better. So how do you feel about it? The president signed, said, yeah, but here's what I'm going to throw in. And the Democrats are saying, as expected, yeah, but nothing. You signed it, and that's it. We're moving on. What I want to know is where in the living H the Republicans in Congress were. Where are they now? What I want to know is why this passed with such broad bipartisan support. Over 5,600 pages. And they were given just a few short hours to look through it. Nearly 6,000 pages of spending bill uh, thrown at them just a few hours before they were supposed to vote on it. It's just like the Obamacare bill from 2009. Just like it. We've got to pass it to see what's in it. But from a casual perusal of the document, again, billions and billions in foreign aid for the most ridiculous of needs. Not even needs. Desires. Projects, whatever. Gender programs in Pakistan. I mean, you know, so much of this money going to foreign countries that, by the way, quite frankly, are not necessarily our allies. 
even if they may be in name only, not necessarily working on behalf of the allied relationship that they share with the United States. We're giving them $700 million to Sudan. We're giving, uh, you know, I mean, we ran through this list last week. You've seen it by now. And it's one thing to say, hey, those dirty, rotten Democrats, how dare they put those things in there? But it's another thing to say, hey, dirty, rotten Republicans, where were you in stopping it? Why did this pass the Congress with such broad um, support from Republicans, bipartisan support? It just doesn't make any sense. Why on earth would Republicans tell the people, their constituents in this country, that we agree with the Democrats, we agree with not giving more money to American workers and American business owners who have suffered so greatly as a result of decisions made by the government in this pandemic, we side with the Democrats in giving money to foreign countries and to the Kennedy Center and to you know the fisheries studies and all of the other pork project pork projects that were included in this bill. I, I I'm growing more and more wary of trusting the Republican Party. Who's supposed to be the check against Democrat uh, out-of-control spending? It's supposed to be the Republican Party, at least at one time it was. It just doesn't seem to be anymore. The bipartisan rescue package that Republicans in Congress, this is Mitch McConnell now, Republicans in Congress and the Trump administration negotiated with the Democrats will extend another major lifeline to workers at struggling small businesses, renew major relief for laid-off Americans, invest billions more in vaccine distribution, and send cash directly to households, McConnell said. What are you trying to feed us, Mitch? What are you trying to feed us? This isn't a lifeline. These are the proverbial crumbs that Nancy Pelosi once mocked the Trump tax cuts at as because the tax cuts weren't. The tax cuts gave an average of $1,200 to $2,000 to working families in every household in America. What's $2,000 over 12 months? That's a couple hundred bucks a month, roughly, that a lot of Americans needed. Paid their car payment, or paid their insurance premium, or paid their, uh, you know, the food bill, or whatever the case might be. Those were not crumbs. These six hundred dollar checks. These are crumbs, especially when the big bulk of the meal is going to foreign countries. They get the meal. We get those that fall onto the table and are pushed onto the ground. Mitch McConnell wants us to believe this is good. This is good. This is this is positive news. No. This is terrible. And President Trump was right to threaten to veto it. Quite frankly, I think as much as he's trying to save face here by saying, yeah, but I did it with a red line version, I think he's wrong to have signed it now. I want to hear from you. I don't blame him, by the way. I blame the Democrats and his fellow Republicans for hanging him out to dry on this matter. 216-901-0945. 888-281-1110. Either number gets you here. Follow me on Parler and comment there. P-A-R-L-E-R. That's the best mobile um, uh, mobile uh, uh, social media platform that you're going to find. The most downloaded in the last uh, three months since the election. Two months, really, since the election. 
by all means, follow me on Parlor, and we can communicate there. We'll be right back. Good Monday to you. Let's uh, get a couple of calls in here before the bottom of the hour. We are guest-free, by the way, until 1035. So if you don't get on right away, be patient and stay on hold. You will get on because uh, Jim Jordan is uh, on at 1035 this morning instead of his normal 948 time slot as he is in the air as we speak. Okay, we'll go to uh, Jan. On AM 1420, the answer first. Good morning, Jan. You're on the air. Go right ahead. um, Good morning. Uh, You know, don't you think that this money that goes to foreign governments for off-the-wall disingenuous uh, claims for gender studies in Sudan and statue equality, don't you think they have uh, someone over there who makes sure that a chunk of that money comes back to the Democrat Party? Just like just like Joe Biden, just like uh, his son Hunter was getting all that money. Don't you think Hunter was an, a nice boy and kicked some of some money into uh, his father's campaign? I think that's that's how they get. They take our money, our taxes. This is what I suspect, and and give it to all kind of off the wall stuff. It's not like they're feeding the kids who are dying in Africa. That would be one. Well, that's thing. part of that's part we of uh, part of part of what makes it so frustrating is they're not saying we are you know giving X amount of dollars of aid for food and water to help starving people like and we do who, in the aftermath of who's watching that money when it gets there. I mean, I think yeah. Well, I, I guess and 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 when people say, oh well, the, the Democrats think this way and they they're on, they know exactly what they're doing. And they want to bring down the country. They want to usher in communism, a one-world government. And they think, I am stupid. Nancy Pelosi, I am not as stupid as you presume that I am. And I am sick and tired of them acting like they have to run my life. I answer to God, and I'm created in his image, just like all of those hotshot, uncaring, selfish, self-centered, don't really give a damn about the people, and uh, God help them. And, and, well, let me and, let me and, let me respond. By the way, I appreciate your passion and thank you for the call, Jan. Let me say this in response before the news. Um, number one, do I think that every country we give foreign aid to is turning around and kicking some of that to the Democrats? That would have to be tracked. That money would have to be tracked, and that would have to be accounted for. Um, so I don't think so. I don't think in every case. You mentioned Hunter Biden. He's a different story. I think he is just a scam artist. He is a, he is a, a worthless failure of an adult, uh, from his time in the military, the five minutes he was there before he got kicked out of the Navy for cocaine to, all of his personal problems to his scamming foreign governments and trading on his father's name. I, I think he's a unique case. I don't think that's probably the way it generally works. But here's the thing. If it is, and if you are right, Jan, then it, it begs the question even more, you know, loudly. Why are Democrats, or excuse me, why are Republicans allowing it? Why would the Republicans allow foreign money or you know our tax dollars to go to foreign countries to be then returned to the Democrat Party in some way, shape, or form? 
Because if they are allowing that, it's one of two reasons. One, they don't know what's going on, which makes them just obtuse and stupid and, and unaware. Or two, they do know what's going on, which makes them complicit in what can only really be described as, as, as bribery. And that's really what it is, bribing foreign countries to give certain concessions, you know, take what they want from the pie and then give the concessions back to the Democrats. It's not even bribery. You know what it really sounds like? It's laundering. It's taking American tax dollars and laundering them through foreign countries and return clean as a whistle back into Democrat pockets. Why would Republicans allow money laundering to go on right beneath their very eight noses? That's, that's a question. All right, we'll take more of your phone calls right after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. 936, we continue. Hope you're having a good Monday morning. Hopefully you had a nice Christmas break. President Trump signed it last night, is asking for some rescissions to be made uh, by the Democrat-controlled Congress, unlikely to get any of those things, which means the spending bill, all 5,600 pages of it, goes through. The entire thing is going to be greenlit. Uh, The Pakistanis are going to get $10 million of your dollars to study gender programs for some strange reason. That one always just jumps out to the front. There are other things. Illegal aliens getting $1,800 in relief compared to the 600 that an American citizen gets. All of these things, it's all, it's all on its way because President Trump signed it. And again, you know, I know it's not his fault except for the fact that it is. I mean, he didn't write the bill, but he's in a position where, you know, it's a lose-lose because if he signs it, it goes through without delay. If he vetoes it, it gets overridden almost certainly, and then he looks even worse. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I just know that I'm very, very frustrated as a taxpayer to know that my tax dollars aren't going to help my neighborhood, you know, restaurant that is struggling to make ends meet, workers who have been laid off from the plant down the street, other people who aren't allowed to do their jobs because they're not considered essential enough, et cetera, et cetera. And, and my tax dollars aren't going to them. It's going, they're going to foreign countries. Or, to, or, or for another $40 million for the Kennedy Center, for crying out loud. Or this arts, or that. I mean, it's just things that are closed, closed for business. It's incredible. Okay, let's go back to it, and we're going to talk to who's up here. TJ is up. That's who's up. TJ, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, this this pork is is horrible. But the one that really made my head spin is listening to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. We gave five hundred million dollars to Sudan to build a wall, a two hundred and fifty mile border wall. <laughs> That's right. Now for four years we listened to these creepy lefty Democrats <laughs> telling us how immoral and racist and walls don't work, yet these clowns gave a half a billion dollars to Sudan to build a wall. I mean, what's the matter with the American people if they can't see this and wake up? I mean, this is, you couldn't write this in a fiction novel. You know, people wouldn't believe it. Well, I mean, no, think, you're right. Think well, about it, Bob. I mean, they're, he's going to open our borders. This brain-dead jerk they, they uh, slipped into office is going to open our borders next year. 
while we're building walls in foreign countries with our hard-earned tax money, uh, how much of this is the American people going to take before they say enough of this is enough? $500 million. And I remember when Trump was asking Congress for $25 million, just $25 million to expand the uh, the border wall fence or whatever it is you want to call it on our southern border. And, of course, he had to scrap and fight and give concessions for every nickel of that and then to send it to a foreign country for the same reason. It makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, not only that, Bob, they took it to court. They did everything they could to block Trump from building this wall. And then they just hand a half a billion dollars over to some foreign country. And, and worse, mean, yet, any, worse yet, it was the this. Democrats It was the Democrats who stopped him from building the wall here, or at least you know finishing it, because a lot of it got done. Um, but it's Republicans who also joined on to, you know, signed on for this, for this expenditure, expenditure uh, to foreign countries to do the same thing. So they, that's what I asked before. As frustrated as I am with President Trump for signing that, he is in a lose-lose situation because his own party abandoned him and passed it with what would be a veto-proof majority if uh, you know if they stick with their original votes in an override. So the president is kind of you know he's he's got he's in a in in the middle of nowhere. The Democrats are continuing to try to harm him and and really obstruct everything that he tries to do right to the bitter end, and Republicans are now not even defending him and going right along with it. That's the most sickening thing of all. And I still think he should have vetoed it anyways and and bring more of this to light. And, you know, I think Jan hit on it with her call. And, you know, you said, well, why won't the Republicans stop this kind of money thing? Well, because maybe a lot of them are involved with it, too. You know, it's business as usual in Washington. Yeah, like I said, Send you know, our money I, over I put there nothing and it comes past back the swamp. Your pocket. I put nothing past the swamp, TJ. But as I said in my response to that, if the if the Republicans are allowing that to happen, either a they're too dumb to know that it's happening, or b they are okay with it happening, happening, which makes them corrupt. So you know, I I, I don't want to believe either one of those things. But if it's true that Democrats are getting kickbacks from foreign countries who take uh you know their government you know our government's money, which means our you know your money and my money, if the Democrats are getting kickbacks on that, the Republicans have a duty to stop it. So either if if it is going on, they're too dumb or they're too corrupt to do it. Uh, and and that's you know that's that's just the bottom line. TJ, thanks for the call. Let me go to Middleburg Heights next. Andy, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Go ahead. Later, the Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year to you. Thank you, uh, sir. You too. Yeah, you know, and I got a I got a second what uh, Jan and, and uh, TJ said, uh, and that was my point. And going back to your own words, I don't know how far back, but you got me to thinking. For a long time now, follow the money. You said that a long time ago, and I never really realized it until like this bill came up where you can hear where all this money is going. These are all kickbacks to all these politicians, and I'm sorry to say I'm a Republican, but they got to say that this Republicans' hands are just as dirty as the Democrats. They're all in this together, and the, what they fear the most is that Trump is going to expose them, and there goes there goes the Republicans, there goes the Democrats. That's just, this is your words, follow the money. And you said this months and months ago, and I started doing that. And, you know, if you look at it, that's exactly what it is. You said money laundering, money coming back. That They did that with Hillary Clinton. Everybody donated money to Hillary Clinton, and she owed them a favor back, remember? And that's why they were so ticked off, these foreign countries, because they didn't get their favors back when they donated money. So that that's just my opinion, and uh, hopefully you have a happy new year. Thank you, my friend. I hope you have a happy new year as well. I question whether any of us are going to have very happy 2021s if the worst case scenario comes to pass. 
Worst case scenario, of course, is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, or in the reverse order, they take over and we hand them full control of the Congress by both the Senate and the House. Now, we know the House is going to remain in their hands. We hope the Senate does not, and we have a very, very short period of time before the uh, runoffs are held to find out whether or not the Republicans do hold it because of the runoffs in Georgia. But I'll say this. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, if we don't survive, you know, if the Republic doesn't survive, as I have often talked about, it really will be not the Democrats, but the Republicans' fault. If the Democrats stole the election, that's on them. And I do believe they did. That would be, quote, unquote, their fault. But if they also steal Georgia, that's the Republicans' fault. They know the stakes. They know that, that, that firewall I always talk about, being the Senate. They know that that is the only chance this republic has to survive. And if they don't come together to make that happen, then it will be their fault. Maybe they couldn't have stopped the Dominion theft. Maybe they couldn't have stopped the, hey, we're all going to take a break from uh, counting. It's 1030 at night. We're all tired. Let's go home. And then, hey, after the poll watchers leave, they get right back out and they take their ballot dumps and they suddenly find 130,000 votes for my... All of that stuff the Democrats should be held accountable for. They won't be, but they should be. And I get that. But now that that theft has been done, it's all up to the Republicans to unite in Georgia and not be fractured and have certain lawyers who are loyal to the president telling Georgian Republican voters not to vote in the runoff for Purdue and Leffler because they haven't done enough to support the president. It's If they splinter in Georgia and nationally with Georgia on the horizon, it will be the Republicans' fault that the Republic is lost. Just understand that. Listen, I'm going to say something here before I go to the next call. I have, for years, pushed back on people who say both parties are to blame. Both parties are to blame. It's all the politicians. It's Washington, D.C. It's Republicans and Democrats. They're equally to blame for the problems of the country and for the corruption in the country. And for years, I have said, no, it's not. There might be a, you know, a, a, um, a one-off, if you will, There may be an exception to the rule in once in a blue moon, you know, one of these cases where a Republican is dirty and is doing this or a Republican is irresponsible or stupid in doing that. But by and large, I've said, no, it's the Democrats. The Republicans are struggling to push back against the Democrats' nefarious deeds and misdeeds. And I've always defended the Republican Party as being the party of good, the party of, of you know, of decency, the party of, of the people. And it's been the Democrats that are party of the elites. So I've said this for many, many years. I am starting to crack, however, meaning the armor that I wear in defending the Republican Party has some chinks in it. Um, it's getting to me. It, it, my armor's starting to crack. I am starting to say, starting to come around to the idea that so many people have propagated that it is indeed a two-way street, that each party is equally responsible. I've seen it in the state of Ohio, 
And we talked for days and days and days and days about Senate Bill 311, trying to get uh, 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 Mike DeWine to give up some of his unilateral power in Columbus, and the Republican Party has let us down. Now I'm talking about it here. The Republican Party signed on to this 5,600-page monstrosity of a spending bill with only 600 bucks coming to an American family? That's going to do nothing. Nothing for them. I mean, that's just terrible, 600 bucks. And to find out that Republicans were just as responsible for its passage as Democrats and that Republicans will give them a veto-proof majority if Trump does the right thing and tries to veto the thing. I'm starting to realize maybe people are right. It is both parties equally to blame. Maybe I didn't want to believe that before. Maybe I didn't want to see that before because I wanted to hold on to hope. Because I wanted to hold on to the belief that, no, it's okay, we've got this. We just have to elect the right people from the Republican Party and we're okay. Maybe those people were right all along and I was wrong. Maybe I'm the fool for putting my faith into the Republican Party. Because it appears to be the case if they allow this to happen. Tanya in Akron, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Tanya, go ahead. Well, Bob, I since I was a former Democrat a long time ago, I know what kind of scumbags they are. So I don't trust them. But uh, President Trump, I don't think he had a choice. If he wants to run again, they're going to use this around his neck. Uh, I was a starch fan of Sarah Palin when everybody laughed at her. Everything she talked about came true. Everything the president talked about that both sides hated him for came true. I blame the three L's. The big L's, the libs with the big L's that want the progressive, I, that are mostly Democrats. I be- blame the medium-sized L that are the Democrats and the, that are traditionalists but don't have enough guts to fight their own party that let them take, have it taken over. Then I spell the, the same size, the little bitty L's, but a lot of them are in the Republican Party. And a lot of them are in Ohio, Rob Portman, Governor DeWine, the last three governors that we have voted in. We trust these people to, because they have an R by their name that they have our values. They don't have our values. They haven't had our values for over 30 years. But we were, we're too busy working, taking care of our family that we don't notice it. We are lepers. Do you understand? When people think of lepers, they think of it as a disease. If you think of leprosy as the absence of pain, the middle class in this country has not felt enough pain yet. So they're rubbing their noses off. They're rubbing their arms off. And we are limbless now because for 40 years, we haven't felt the pain. We're getting ready to feel the pain. And I want to know what, how they're going to behave now. Now they're in the same pain as the working poor has been in, being taken advantage for many years. Now we got a, Now we have a new uh, army to go against. I would love to see Sarah Palin and Donald Trump run together and take over the world. Well, let me respond to a little bit of that, Tanya, and I thank you for the phone call. Um, I'll add another L to your list. And those would be the liars in the Republican Party. Because, and, and, and I want to respond also to you talking about, you know, the values that they do have our values, or they don't have our values, rather. 
uh, you know, you used to think that the Republicans did have, you know, the share the values with the American people, and now you realize they don't. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's worse than that. What do I mean? I mean this. Worse than not having the values of the people is sharing the values of the people and then going against them anyway. Selling out your own values is the worst thing I think that a politician can do. An elected official who is elected to represent the people, who literally do have in their hearts sincerely held values that they share with the American people, and the people that voted for them, and then they go to Washington, and then they sell the people out and sell out their own values because it, it's a better political move for them. That's worse. So the small L liars are as bad as the big L liberals and the medium L and everything else that you just talked about. The small L Republican liars who betray the values that you sent them to Washington, D.C. with. They're the ones that I have the most problem with. Thank you, Tanya, for the call. As always, we'll be right back. Nine fifty-six a.m. fourteen twenty. The answer. And the mail-in voting by 11 points. So that's something to keep your eye on uh, between now and Election Day. Uh, Well, I want to move on to some good news. The president signed the COVID-19 relief bill last night. He wants lawmakers to trim the pork that was attached to it. Kim, what does this say about his relationship, though, with the Republican establishment who supported uh, this bill? You know, it's, it's tough. Like I said, we have some flaws in the Republican Party, and unfortunately, we have to get it together uh, within our party. And so for President Trump to sign it, I know he was doing the right thing in his mind for the American people. Um, but, you know, the American people deserve more. You know, we look at that bill. How much did the American people get? And, and considering the fact that it is our tax dollars, you know, that's what's so infuriating. It took them months to decide to give American people $600 checks, which really doesn't help. You know, I'm in Baltimore City, where you're a Democrat-controlled city where there's so much failure, $600 doesn't help much. Um, so President Trump, you know, should want to trim the pork out of there and get more for the American people. That's a former congressional candidate, Kimberly Clasick from Baltimore, and she's a thousand percent right. That 600 bucks isn't going to go very far for very many people. And the fact that it's our money, you know, too many people see this as a gift from the government. Oh, the government's going to send us money to help. No. The government is just giving you back the money that you sent them because you need it better and more than they do. You need it more than they do, and you can spend it better than they can. Scott is in uh, Medina on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Scott. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. So many topics, so little time. First of yes, all, I completely, I completely agree with Tanya. We're going to start feeling the pain, and I'm just wondering... If we shouldn't let Georgia go, Democrat, feel all of the pain, and then maybe in two years, America no. will wake up. No, no, secondly, no, 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 Scott. I've, I've spent Scott, all Scott, Scott, hold on of... before you go to secondly. Scott, before you go on to secondly, let me just let's let's hit that first part and bury it never to be thought of again. You don't understand. This is not a normal time where, hey, if we lose an election, we'll see how bad things get for two years and then we'll vote and reelect the Republicans. That's not how it will work this time, because if given full power, which they would be, they will make. 
So you can never win again. They will make Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. into states. They will indeed abolish the Electoral College so that Democrats in Los Angeles and New York can pick the next presidents for the rest of our lives. Our republic will never survive full Democrat control for two years. We can't just bounce back and vote to win again in two years. Everything that we have fought for will be gone if they win Georgia and control the Senate. So don't, 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 please don't consider that an option. It's not an option. What else you got, buddy? Oh, Scott's gone. I wanted to hear his second point, so I lost him. Sorry about that, Scott. I just wanted to hit that first part where you talked about, well, maybe let's just see how bad it gets for two years and then win. No, 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 no. They're going to make sure we can never win another election again. That's the key here. That's what's incredibly important. That's why I continue to talk about the end of the republic. You will never recognize this nation again, and a conservative will never win a federal office again. Forget it. Forget it. That doesn't mean you can't have conservatives winning races in individual states that are red, but there will not be enough of them them to have an impact because we will never get the majority in the Senate back. We will never get the majority in the House back if they are allowed to change all of the rules, establish statehood, get rid of the legislative filibuster, and all of the rest. So, no, we cannot ever just accept, hey, let's let things get their worst, and then we'll come back, because we won't have a chance to. Thank you, Scott. I'm sorry I didn't get to your last point, uh, but I will get to everybody else who's on hold right now. We do not have a guest scheduled until 1035 when we talk with Congressman Jim Jordan. So if you're not, if you're already in line, stay there, and if you're not in line yet, get there at 216. 9 0 1